So I wanted to thank you for joining me on this episode of Doing Insurance Right. My name is Scott Jenkins. I'm your host. I'm a local farmer's insurance agency owner here in Phoenix, Arizona. And today we're just going to finish up our interview with uh, Ryan Harris, owner of HomePad Lending, on uh, some of the great stuff he's provided for us for people looking for mortgages, purchasing homes. Obviously, home insurance is tied with that. So we just got a couple last topics to go over with Ryan. Um, and then uh, we'll get him going out of here so you guys can uh, take a listen. So, Ryan, let's let's I guess a lot of people are going to ask, like, how do we get the best mortgage rate or how do we get the best interest rate? Obviously, interest rates going to play a lot in our what our payment amount is. So how do we get the best interest rate that we can on a on a mortgage? Yeah, to get the best pricing on a on a mortgage, you want to have the highest credit score possible. And the way the mortgage companies break the credit scores down is they break them down into buckets. So. And it's usually bucketed every 20 points. So like with 740 being the highest tier. So most loans after 740, the, the loans all price the same. But 720 to 739 is going to be your, your you know, A, A tier. Okay. And then your, your 700 to 719 is going to be your, maybe your A minus or your B plus tier. Okay. And it keeps going down every 20 points all the way until you get to 580. Oh, okay. So basically every 20 points. So points are important when it, the score is going to be important. Um, when it comes to that, obviously, in the previous episodes, we talked about how you can, you know, you guys have a score calculator that can actually calculate. So if you pay off maybe a little bit of debt here, pay a bill there, um, or a credit card, getting it down below a certain threshold um, can definitely help out with that. So credit score. And so if they have more down payment, that necessarily doesn't sway that whatsoever. Uh, typically not. I mean, more down payment uh, typically lowers the loan amount, lowering the loan amount, the bank's are less incentivized to want to, they want, they want to lend money. That's the, that's the goal here. So by putting more money down it necessarily, it, it's a, it's a balance, right? You want to put enough down to where uh, it looks good, but you don't want to put so much down that your loan amount's so small that they don't, you don't have people fighting over it. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So the, the bank, the bank wants, has to make a living, so to speak as well. So they obviously don't want to loan $20,000 on a house. They want to loan a couple hundred thousand dollars on a house or something to that effect in order to, uh, make sure that it's worth all the uh, people they have to pay, obviously to underwrite it, people to process it, so on and so forth. Okay, great. So, I, you know, when you guys are looking at, you know, getting the best mortgage rate, getting that score above uh, mid uh, 740, like Ryan mentioned, is definitely going to be helpful. Now, you mentioned that there are bureaus. I know uh, from previous experiences, Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion are the three bureaus. Is right. that right? Okay, That's so right. you have the three bureaus, and your credit score for a mortgage is determined by what? It's the middle score of all three bureaus. So if your scores come in at, let's say your scores are 650, 730, and 740, they're going to use the 730. Okay, so they're going to take the average, basically, or the middle of the three um, in order that determines your credit score. So on the one that's 730, for example, we were talking about getting the best rate. So you guys can use your score calculator in order to get that to 740 as well. That way 740 is the mid and that's going to get them the best pricing. Correct. And we offer that free of charge. So and what we what we actually do is we'll run the simulator and instead of waiting for your credit cards to cycle, because sometimes it'll cycle outside of your closing timeline, we'll actually go to the bureaus. It takes about three, four business days and we'll get it updated faster than that. Assuming you can obviously pay the debt. Down. Sure. OK, so if they're carrying maybe a little heavy debt on something that they have the ability to pay for it on, you guys can get with a rapid score readjustment. Mm -hmm. That way they don't have to wait maybe three months to buy a house. They can get that best rate in the house, you know, in a month. Right. 
Correct. And and we can do it while the loan's in process as well. So it's not something that, you know, we can we can do it after. Oh, OK, great. So you don't even have to slow down the process at all to get that done. OK, great. So that's how you get the best credit rate, obviously, or the best interest rate for your mortgage is going to be by getting your score the higher. Um, like Ryan mentioned, 740 is kind of the target for the mid uh, the mid beer, mid score out of the three. And once we get there, we should be in pretty good shape. Um, and then a lot of people, the old, you know, some of these beneath rumors of, well, if I, can you, like, if you're out shopping for a house and you're purchasing, can you, can you add, I assume you guys don't want them to add any debt, like buying a car or racking up a bunch of debt on anything, or is that going to affect it majorly? Yeah. So adding more debt to your profile while your loan's in process, uh, is, is not a, not a good thing. When we submit your loan to the bank or the underwriter for approval, they're taking a, a snapshot of your financial profile. So they're looking at your credit at a specific point in time based on when we pulled it in relationship to your income with the new mortgage payment calculated in there. When you add more debt to the equation, it, it, it may or may not have been considered on the original application, which can impact your... Okay, great. So how many times are they pulling the credit during the process? Is it just when we take the application and then they're checking again right before closing? Or what's the scenario with that? They typically will do one at the very beginning at pre-approval point, and that credit report will usually stay on file for about 90 days. And then we won't really update it until 10 days prior to closing. They'll do a soft poll. So it's not a hard inquiry, but they'll do a soft poll just to see if there's anything new or undiscovered. Okay. That uh, And that always gets real exciting. As you, yeah, so as they're, you they're double and triple checking just to make sure before they loan you a few hundred thousand dollars that they're going to be in a good financial situation as well. Okay. So yeah, so the scenario is yeah, don't go buy that new car right until that loan until that mortgage closes, so we uh, can keep everything easy as possible. Obviously on that. So the last part I want to kind of go over with you, Ryan. This does tie in a little bit of the insurance. A lot of people, you know, especially first-time homebuyers, they're very confused on. They know they may know they need home insurance, but they're not sure if they have to pay for it, if the loan pays, what the deal is. So. Um, we'll talk a little bit about the escrow account. Can you just explain what an escrow account is? Yeah, an escrow account, it's a, it's basically like a miniature savings account that goes along with your mortgage and you make your mortgage payment to the bank on a monthly basis. And as you make the monthly payments, this little savings account accumulates on the side. And as your tax property taxes and your, your homeowner's insurance become due on the property, they use the accumulated funds in that escrow account, the little savings account. To, to pay those debts as they be as they become due on the property. Okay, great. So, and a lot of people, you know, escrow account is where the more if your mortgage is paying for the insurance, which it seems like a major more than a majority have, that the escrow account's important. It pays the insurance, it pays the taxes. Um, so for people on questions on homeowners insurance, especially first time home buyers, they necessarily don't have to come up with that upfront money as well. The, the mortgage will will take care of that. Um, once the once it's once the home's closed, so the escrow account you know helps you know obviously puts it on a monthly affordable basis rather than having to pay all up front for your homeowner's insurance and taxes. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah, it just encompasses it all into a, a nice uh, monthly payment for you. So you just make the monthly payments, and the mortgage company will take care of your taxes uh, when they become due throughout the year, as well as when your insurance policy is ready to expire. They'll go ahead and renew it out for you for another 12 months based on the accumulated uh, funds in the escrow account. Oh, great. Okay, great. So let, let's ask another quick question. So um, on that, now on a mortgage, how many times a year is the escrow account maybe looked at to make sure that it's going to be, there's enough money in there and so on and so forth? 
Typically, they'll do an escrow analysis annually on the account just to make sure that they're collecting at a sufficient rate to, uh, you know, fulfill that and pay the debts as they become due on the property. The number one problem that I think people run into is on, you know, new build properties when you have a newly built home and the lender doesn't necessarily know what the tax rate's going to be because it's not assessed when you buy the house because you're just sitting on dirt, right? Until the county comes by and says, hey, this is what the, this is what the tax okay. rate is. So you'll have those adjustments and then usually the lender's calling you asking for money to address a shortage or whatever the case may be. Okay, great. So yeah, a lot of times, typically when it goes into shortage is something to do with most of the time taxes or something to that effect, or maybe not enough payment being made or something to that effect. So uh, thank you, Ryan, for joining us um, on the uh, for this interview here and kind of going through mortgages. Like I said, he can help first-time home buyers. He can help people that have bought plenty of homes and everybody in between, refinance, cash out, all kinds of different products that he offers. Uh, Ryan, why don't you give us a couple of the, of the websites, the way they can get in touch with you? Yeah, our, our main website is going to be HomePad Lending. So it's H-O-M-E-P-A-D Lending, L-E-N-D-I-N-G.com. So HomePadLending.com, that's our main website. Uh, our phone number's out there. I mean, you can find us on Google pretty easily. Uh, call us direct. We don't have any 800 numbers or anything crazy. You'll get right to a human being and get somebody on the phone and get the answers you need quickly. All right. Awesome. Hey, thank you so much for your time. We do appreciate it. And I wanted to thank you for joining me on this episode of Doing Insurance Right. If you need to get in touch with Ryan at HomePad Lending, homepadlending.com. Um, or you feel free to Google it, HomePad Lending as well. You can also check them out on uh Better Business Bureau as well. If you want to check some reviews there, Google reviews obviously are important for all of our businesses and think uh, you can check them out there as well. And thank you for joining us on this episode of Doing Insurance Right. As always, if you could rate, review, or subscribe to whatever fantastic platform you're listening to us on, whether it be Google, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or any of the others, uh, please do. And we look forward to seeing you on the next episode.